Any views or opinions expressed on KUR are not necessarily those of Kutztown University, Kutztown University Student Government, Kutztown University Student Services Incorporated, KUR staff and management or other affiliated organizations. I think it's because of wow. the way we can hear you. I can turn up the head. Okay. So hopefully you're... I'm going to be the level of the computer coming in. Try talking again. This is, uh, is going to be rough a little bit. Talking again? Hello. Okay. Hello. Okay, it's fine now. You were cutting out okay. a little bit. Oh. Cool. Oh, no. <laughs> why is this happening? I don't know why this is happening. You're cutting out a little bit. It wasn't happening at all before we started. Really? Yeah. I want to turn it down, but then we can't hear him. This is a very uh, scuffed thing. Yeah, you're going to have to individually control the audio from the program. It doesn't help. The ghost, it doesn't? When I try turning you up on Discord, yeah, it doesn't help. Unless you mean on FooBar, turning that down. But then that'll... Because the computer volume is my volume, and it, you're gonna have to turn it separately. Yeah. Oh, you mean like, okay, yeah. I'm not cutting any of this out, I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. <laughs> this is annoying. This is, what, this is when you try to wirelessly link two train cars together. Oh my god. Let's try to get the show going. Apparently your link to the, to the train is not working. <laughs> oh no. Uh, let me go to sound settings. This is the, uh, the, the troubleshooting part of that <laughs> portion of Paranormal Express. If you oh, want to try giving part. an intro. All right, I, have, I actually have a definition I can give for uh, our topic today. But uh, I'm trying to find... No, that's not what I need. What do I find? Okay, it's not there. There we go. Okay, I got it. Wait, no. Okay, so turn up Discord. Turn down FUBAR a little bit. Okay. I think that works. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're a lot better now. Sounds pretty good. Oh, you're still cutting out quite a bit, but you're at least louder. <laughs> okay. That's all we want for now. I, I think for the most part you're going to be 
understandable, I hope. Okay. All right. We'll see. Oh yeah, I should probably introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> not, not past the technical hiccups. What, let's introduce I the mean, guest we have. Yeah. We have Jackie Kent. No. We have uh, <laughs> Linda from Listen with Linda. Hello. Hey. And the foobar is still kind of loud. Foobar, why are you doing this to me? I have it down at 10 now. Okay. It's still kind of loud. <laughs> I can turn you up. Okay. There we go. All turn right. myself up a little bit too. Yeah, this is an interesting experience for all of us right now. <laughs> I like when I'm he hearing audio-wise, if there's hair on the surface of my brain that could stand up, it's it's doing it. Okay, that song just ended. That's why there's no sound. Well, I can hear you now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it sounds so much clearer. <laughs> nope, yeah, never mind. To... It's gone again. Well, anyway. <laughs> all right. Well. I guess we'll start. I guess I'll start with the definition I found earlier for uh, our topic today: Axis Mundi, or Mundi. I don't know. I never looked up a pronunciation. It's uh, the definition I found was line or stem through the Earth's center connecting its surface to the underworld and the heavens, and around which the universe revolves. That was the specific definition. I wrote a little extra saying, like, just to give more of an example, like saying sometimes referenced as like a tree, like uh, Yggdrasil from Norse mythology. Uh-huh. If you, I mean, I know Nick knows about that. Norse mythology. I don't know that much. I know more about Greek mythology. Mm. I also mentioned Mount Olympus because yeah. that's kind of the same thing. Though there's other connections in Greek mythology, like there's rivers that supposedly flow into the underworld and like become, the river become the river sticks. There's uh, another okay. river on the surface. <laughs> Nice reference. There we go. What? What? What, <laughs> what reference? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> other times, uh, Axis Mundi are also called like smoke or fire. I don't. I didn't find the specific example that's talking about that, but um, like a, I guess because it rises. Yeah. Okay. For smoke, that makes sense. Fire, less so. But then again, I guess it makes about as much sense as a mountain. <laughs> so. Well, loose. True. I don't know if that's like a loose reference to interactions with deities and heavens through fire. Could be. Like some using fire um, as a a portal. You know, it's a source of energy and heat. The understanding of where that comes from. Uh, the burning bush, with yeah, yeah. Um, um, from the Bible and everything. Things like that. Maybe I'm not 100. percent You I mean, know, it could be loose. Yeah, divination they interpretations. Would, they would look through like ashes and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, to try and divine what the gods were saying. Usually Apollo. Yeah. And then with Apollo is usually entrails. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Uh, oh, yeah. Or uh, the other things that it sometimes appears as is like a, a product of human manufacture, like a tower or a ladder or a staircase or a maypole or a cross or a steeple or a rope or a totem. <laughs> or a pole, or a pillar, or a spire. Those are all the things I found, and I couldn't find the exact like reasons for why these specific things were. Though uh, I did tell Nick early on that I wanted to broaden this a little bit to include like any sort of area that's like sacred, I suppose, or like like a connection to the to some sort of god. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I could see like the the ladder 
and yeah. like steeples and things. Like oh, I guess yeah. like one of your topics actually would be a ladder. Yeah. Oh um, <laughs> I feel like this this general idea of understanding the placement of heaven seems to, to cross the board above, um, either above through the sky uh, that you know celestial bodies, heavens. Usually, it's looking up, and so all of these things we mentioned kind of reach that point. So it's it, I can see drawing those parallels between mm -hmm. the two. I don't feel like this is going to be an IBS submission. <laughs> Is that, is that all you had to say? <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was messing around with FUBAR because it literally cuts like out the music completely whenever you talk. Oh, that's a setting on Discord. Uh, do you know which one it is? More technical difficulties. <laughs> Just some... I don't know if you want to pause the recording or something while we do this. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, there we go. We are back. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> The, Nothing. Or those words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Noise. Noise. Okay. Parentheses so, in affirmation. You know. All right. So, did you want to start with the topic, or do you want me to start? Yeah, I mean, you already brought it up, so I might as well go on through with it. I was going to talk about a ladder. You know, a ladder. One of the more. It, when you bring it up, just calling it a ladder, I feel that it's makes it abstract. It's my um. Ladder. Because it's like it's like a very vague representation of it. This is, gets a lot more specific, <laughs> but it is a ladder. So it's my ladder. Um, yes, ladder. it literally. You know what? I was gonna write I'm, into this. I mean, like, I'm literally named like, after the guy. So yeah. Um, so Jacob's this ladder. is uh, the idea of Jacob's ladder. Yeah, Hello. Thank you for listening to the voice of Kutztown University Radio, KUR. We'll be right back to Paranormal Express shortly, but first... Attention KU community. KUR podcasts, a good sampling of our programming regularly on multiple different platforms. Some of our best talk programming can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Simply open your Spotify or Apple Podcasts and search for Kutztown University Radio, and then listen to the many great podcasts featured. Some of our older podcaster programming is still available on YouTube. Search for Kutztown University Radio to find them. Finally, some of our best music-based programming is podcasted on Mixcloud. To go to our Mixcloud page, www.mixcloud.com slash KUradio to listen on demand. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. I'm sorry if you're a cinema buff and you're expecting the 1990 gripping horror thriller film of the same name, Jacob's Ladder. I'm not. But it's not. This is actually from the book of Genesis, featuring the biblical patriarch Jacob. Yes. Not your beloved host, Jacob, but the Jacob <laughs> of Jacob. Uh, biblical times. <laughs> I go by JFK's ghost now. Yes. <laughs> uh, and his, uh, and so Jacob had this dream in which a ladder was revealed to him in, in, in very easy terms that it was revealed to him that led to heaven uh so this is the verse from the book of oh. genesis this is chapter uh this is chapter 28 verses 10 through 19. and jacob went out from beersheba and went toward haran and he lighted upon the place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took one of the stones of the place and put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep and he dreamed and behold a ladder set upon the earth and at the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it, and behold, the Lord stood beside him, 
and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou layest, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee wherever so thou go, and bring thee back into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, I knew it not. And he was afraid, and said, How full of awe is this place! This is none other than the house of God, this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning, and took the stone that he had put under his head, and set it up for a pillar, and poured oil upon it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name the city was Luz at first. Okay, so, All right, um, <laughs> love that I chose the King James <laughs> version of that. It's wonderful. Um, no wonder I felt like I was in church. It's a wonderful it sermon. Like amount of delivered. and bees <laughs> in that one. Uh, yes. Um, um, so what we saw in there was a few bits. Um, of is course, this when this Jacob is, goes up to wrestle an angel? Not yet. Okay. I think that's a little later. Okay. Um, unless it just wasn't in the specific translation, but in this part, he just I know sees he does angels. An angel. I think he does it for like ninety days. That's the only yeah. reason I like him. Because <laughs> I don't like um, anyone in the Bible, really. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Sorry no, for no, no, any no. Christians out there. My family <laughs> listening. <laughs> I just never really uh, liked anyone. Besides Jacob. So, when he so like I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about like. This idea that these towers and these places, um, the Atlas Mundi, always point oh, up yeah. to the sky. We kind of well, see this in this. Not always. They they reach down as well. Okay. Not they don't always reach down, but they do reach down sometimes. Like with sometimes, yeah. And, um, uh, but but in this, it supports the Judeo-Christian idea that the heavens are like above. It's mm -hmm. This idea of uh, you know we had um, not heliocentrism what's the other one oh um where it's the earth at the center yeah, of everything yeah. geocentrism yeah i guess that would make sense right because helio for the sun and geo yeah so this idea the earth is at the center and then the heavens surround and that's what space yeah, and the yeah, sky is and everything um so because this ladder leads up into the sky and that's where heaven was laid um and uh so this verse is important because it lays some of the founding uh ideas that are referenced a lot more through the Bible. I mean, one of the first interactions between Jesus and one of his apostles is in Matthew um, 16, chapter 16, verse 18, where Jesus says to Peter himself, you know, upon this rock, I will build my church, is a parallel to this idea that even Jacob had a rock that he began uh, the Lord's, the, the Lord's like world and placement and then the movement of, of following uh, in that area. Mm -hmm. um, and and then uh, when I was talking in verses seventeen to nineteen, talking about uh, not for, uh, seventeen, fifteen to, to seventeen, where it was about uh, the seed child inheritance of that land and everything. I mean that 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 is just like some of the center point for some of the most heated uh, geopolitical wars 
for the past set tons and tons of centuries and that is the holy land and everything and that's all idea so there's a lot of important oh, bits that okay. circle around this interaction jacob had in this dream mm. that he wrote about um and as far as drawing that back to Atsis Mundi, just this idea that that this ladder, this this idea of yeah. and the ability could be one day on Earth to reach heaven, um, was in this dream that he had and what he considered the wrote and te write and teach about. I mean, you so. see it in other parts of the Bible as well, with uh, oh, yeah. the yeah people don't what like the, the chariot, the flaming chariot. I forget whose chariot, mm -hmm. Elijah. There's two ones that are like almost exactly pronounced the same. There's Elijah yeah. and Elijah or something like that. Yes. And one of them had a chariot, I believe, that was flaming. That came down and took him up to heaven. And I don't know, remember what the other one did. <laughs> yeah. One of the most classic examples of heaven and earth are not so far apart. It just needs to be made through actions and following the Lord and all of that. Um, How close this is, is your one of the... your mouth really quick? Sorry. What's up? How close is your mic to your mouth really quick? Kind of. Can you push it back just a little bit? Sorry. No, no, I think that's what's making you peek. Oh, okay. No, nah, it's still there. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Doesn't matter. It might be the same issue I'm having on my side. Yeah, maybe. Oh, well. Speed bumps. Speed bumps. So, uh... So, yeah, just continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's all good. I think that's all I have right now on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I should start with... I'll start with one of my more uh, straightforward examples of a uh, the one I've been mentioning, I guess, uh, Yggdrasil. So, yeah, I feel like due to like popular media, I don't know if they know about Yggdrasil, but I feel like a lot of Norse mythology is very popular right now in the mainstream, I guess. I don't know. So I feel like Yggdrasil might be like the second most recognizable Axis Mundi, even if they don't know what that is. Just because, yeah, I don't know. Um, but basically, I, I, well, I said next to Mount Olympus, it's like the most recognizable. I feel like Mount Olympus is probably the most recognizable. Yeah, or most well known. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and I'd like to talk more about Yggdrasil in the future because there's a lot with it. What is? Oh yeah. Exactly? I don't think I've heard. I was about to get into that. <laughs> Thank you for the segue. Uh, Yggdrasil is basically. Uh, I forget the exact what it's called, but it's like the world tree or something like that along those yeah. lines. It connects every single realm that's in North mythology with each other, basically. That is loud. <laughs> I need to turn Fubar down. Turn it down to like there. Whenever Nick doesn't talk, it gets really quiet or really loud. Yeah, isn't it the idea that um, its roots... Its roots connect all the worlds, yeah, basically. Yeah. But, well, actually, there's something else about the roots that I'll get into. But, uh, yes. basically, it, its branches connect all the nine worlds. And I think mm -hmm. maybe the roots connect to some of them that are technically lower. I hit my mic. Um, so, there, I'm going to go over some of the worlds. So, there's uh, Midgard, which is the world we live in, the world at Earth, the humans. And then there's Asgard, which is the world of the gods, like Odin and Thor. Right. And then there's Jotunheim world of the giants specifically i think usually frost giants but i don't know if they're always frost giants and then there's niflheim which i've seen is also called hell sometimes but i also saw a version where they were both on the list 
as like separate realms, so I don't know. Uh, I'm confused by that. I like the name of that um, one. Niflheim? Niflheim. <laughs> I like that one too. Listen to Revolution on the radio voice of Kutztown University on Thursdays from 6 to 7 for the best in alternative and indie with some of your favorite classics thrown into here on KUR. This is Officer Riz from Reading Police Department. If you have your wipers on due to inclement weather, you must turn on your headlights. If you don't follow this law, you could be fined. So remember, wipers on, headlights on. It's the law. To learn more about traffic safety, visit JustDrivePA.com. Brought to you by PennDOT and this station. I would hate it there. Yeah, you're right. You need the blanket that's out there. Besides the nine realms, the other noteworthy thing that I was going to get to with the roots of Yggdrasil that you mentioned, Nick, it's constantly being gnawed at the roots by a dragon called Nidhogg, or uh, it's translated as Malice Striker, which supposedly this monster may be related to an old Norse idea of like a social stigma. Oh, this was the other thing I was going to mention. I just won't mention that specific thing I was going to question about. (laughs) It's fine. I can, I can gloss over it. Um, So yeah, but it's a, it possibly is connected to a social stigma, uh, usually to do with a crime. Okay. That uh, supposedly this monster punishes people in a certain realm that I forget the name of exactly. Um, but yeah, they, they punish those that are guilty of uh, murder, oath-breaking, and other crimes. And uh, that's all I really have on Yggdrasil. There's plenty more to go over. I could talk a little bit about the realms, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can, almost, I can almost guarantee if you've watched... An anime, or if you've watched any of the Marvel movies, <laughs> like Mar- <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what I was referencing with uh, well, that and God of War, the games, yeah, because yeah, God of War has huge, I mean, of course, lot. like it's mm. huge, and and you even travel through realms in it, although yeah. you don't physically, Yggdrasil is not used as a tree in that game as much, oh. but there is a point that you can travel between the realms. <laughs> And a lot of the ones you mentioned were in it, the, specifically uh, Niflheim, Muselheim. Uh, Is Jotunheim in it? Jotunheim. Yes, the end. That's like the very end. Ah, okay. You don't really do much in it. You just that's like the end credits, basically. Have I really talked about uh, Odin on this on the show? Yeah. Okay. I don't think we, I've talked I about mean, it almost everything has to do with Odin. So uh, you're far. not We've wrong. About... You're not wrong. He is everywhere. He's literally everywhere. Uh, he's, he's also. You've Hermes, also talked about. So. <laughs> vague nods to him just yeah. in different names i mean my favorite thing that, I, that i've heard about odin is that um he get he get there's a just to explain this for linda there's a thing called uh syncretization <laughs> or syncretizing okay. so it's yeah. when uh like basically the example i was going to mention is odin gets syncretized with hermes so they become one and the same because okay. like the romans went north and they're like ah yes this god of yours is our god actually and uh one of my favorite things that i've heard someone say is like why did they confuse the two? Was it was it the rock and hat staff combo? Because they both wear a hat and carry a staff. I mean, yeah, resemblance must be uncanny, though. It must be. It must be. <laughs> but yeah. Interesting. Do you have a? But, no- um, oh yeah. That's that's always the interesting thing when we talk about Norse mythology is is there's so many references in, mm-hmm. not not just even literal 
in the literal sense of referencing the words like Yggdrasil, um, uh, 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 Mistletane, and all these things, um, just in anime specifically, but also lots of media you'll see a reference to a tree that gives life or is a meeting place for a lot of... And it's not just Norse mythology with the Yggdrasil, it's also... I mean, you talk about a lot of cultures and religions that follow spirituality in nature, Mm. specifically. Just the fact that life, when we see things grow that aren't humans, we go, oh wow, that's like something special because it's not us. It must be something higher than us. We can't communicate with it. Yeah, I guess so. I forgot what I was going to say, actually. Um, <laughs> Mimi, word's too big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that wasn't it. But uh, I, I, forget, I was looking earlier when one of the lands that's mentioned or the realms is Alfheim. And I was like, what is Alfheim? And I, did, I, I just looked and it's, it's the land of the elves. I wouldn't yeah. guess that one. Yeah. No. Oh, it's ruled by Freya. Okay. Huh. Cool. Interesting. I thought she was more Midgard, but I guess... Apparently not. Huh. I could look at Midgard really quick if you want to know who rules it. Yeah, because Midgard is just uh, is Earth. That's just the land of mortals. Uh, Midgard is a realm inhabited by a race known as humans. Thank you. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> Surrounded by an impassable ocean encircled... That's interesting, because one of my other things talks about an insurpassable... Well, not an insurpassable ocean, but a world that is an ocean. But there's land that's ringed by mountains. Huh. Um. It's a old cosmology, I guess, is what it would be called. Which is hmm. like how the world's set up, okay. I guess. Um, oh yeah, that's where Jormungandr comes into play. Jormungandr? Yeah, big snake. Ah, okay. Yeah. He's gonna... What does he do, Nick? Do you know? You know, <laughs> I think, right? I know he's Loki's son. And he, yeah. Huh. Loki that, has that, a few that kids. That makes sense, okay. Sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Odin's horse is also Loki's son, so... Checks out, yeah. 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 I, I don't know where Nick went. He's gone. Um, he's, yeah. I'm still here, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> do you know what Jormungandr is going to eat the world? What does he do? He's called the world either... Like, that's... Jormungandr is literally, like, world eater. Okay. But I think it's just the fact that his scale is at such that it could eat the world. Yeah. He he's constantly the enveloping the world with its length. But it's never, it's eating itself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah he's because a, of how large he is. He's an Auroraborus? Auroraborus? Auroraborus. It's a snake that eats itself, so uh, it makes a full okay. circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just in the Midgard Ocean, apparently. Uh, it doesn't say anyone leads it, or is like the ruler of it. Yeah, it just talks about Jormungandr. So, uh, do you have another topic, or do you want me to go into another one? Um, is the conductor getting oh, upset right. about... That, that is correct. I forgot I have this here. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fine. We are already passed it, so I can, uh, go back and do it afterwards. Okay, cool. Yeah, hmm? um, SPA. so when we think about natural escapes topographically... Mm-hmm. that are closest to the sky we think more probably more about mountains things like that these impassable peaks these great formations that seem to be have sculpted by the gods themselves you know the the, the our understanding of weathering 
and 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 erosion kind of ground our ideas and what we see in mountains but there's so many interesting uh formations that are created with just the test of time and this is something that's been translated into the understandings of how these mountains have come to i mean there's many that we think have been or that that traditions and cultures spoken word and folklore has told us that these mountains were moved by some great being at one point Hmm. um or have been placed there there's that Native American one that's like was said to be clawed by a giant bear that's out in the Midwest, I think. Yes. I forgot what that one's called. <laughs> I don't know if you know. There's the mountain that they I believe. Uh, I mean, what's what, what's that? Uh, the old story of uh, Paul Bunyan. His blue ox turned into the mountain. Uh, I don't know. And whatnot. Uh, it's literally classic. called Bear Paw Mountain. Sorry, Bear Paw Mountain. Bear's Paw. Uh, just one of the ones I wanted to talk about was Mount Kailash, which is um, in the western part of the Tibetan uh, Tibetan Plateau um, in China. And um, this one actually has a very significant peak because it seems to ha- be like the most rounded out and separated from anything else around it. So it almost stands out like a sore thumb because there's a very dry, arid surrounding e- ecosystem and then there's it's like the only snowfall in all of that area is at that mountain specifically mm-hmm. so it really draws the eye and it really shows why it would be standing out yeah, um i did see that mountain when i was doing research yeah yeah it's like literally if you were to like go to the main page of mm-hmm. of access mundi it's one of the ones that is quoted at the top yeah um yeah, because it, it falls under so many different religious significances like hinduism jainism uh, Buddhism, Bon, um, all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it is either because it's been tied into some court, sort of great pilgrimage from a prophet or follower, disciple, um, or in specific parts, there are epics that were written about um, uh, defiance against God, like one spe- specifically under Hinduism, which was in the Uttarakhanda, uh, in the epic Rama- Ramayana. Mm-hmm. It said that yeah. Ravana themselves uh, attempted to uproot the mountain in retaliation to Lord Shiva, which Shiva yeah, yeah. is is also known as Mahadeva, uh, is one of the principal deities in Hinduism. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like this this idea, this act of that. Um, yes. uh, do you want to know how? Um, <laughs> Ravana was stopped from doing this? No. Uh, I'm dying to death. I'm Shiva. On the edge of my seat. <laughs> just continues anyway. I said no, no. Yeah, continue. Um, uh, Shiva trapped him or them Shiva? Uh, uh, by the right big toe huh. between the mountains, <laughs> trapping I mean, them. <laughs> it's happened before. Uh, it's so, oh my gosh, it is so funny. Like just imagine, just you have the ability to retaliate toe. against a deity, and it's your big toe that's your weakness. That's what happened to JFK. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JFK's ghost on the JFK's on the on the Kutztown Kennedys. Oh no, you flew too close to the corner of the table. Your big toe. Um, I mean, it makes me think of Sun Wukong getting trapped under a mountain as well. But it wasn't just his big toe; it was his whole body, except his head. Yeah. And then they fed him molten metal. Oh well, at least they fed him. Yeah. Yeah. Like the significance of these mountains, <laughs> the HG, to be able to catch. The HG metal. But it was molten. 
He was the original Jackie Kennedy. He was. <laughs> the original. <laughs> um, another important one is in uh, Jainism, uh, which in the scriptures, um, uh, sorry. Hold on. I'm, uh, while you do that, I'm going to take a small break here to throw in those things to make sure we stay on time. That okay. Thing. I have started recording again. Welcome back. <laughs> I think. Is it go? Okay. Right it's, 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 because I did everything, it zoomed out really far, so it looks like it's moving very slowly. Ah, okay. So it confused me for a second. Ah. Do you want to finish Speed up? Yeah. So basically, <laughs> just to finish up, I was going to talk about Jainism and, and its reference to uh, uh, Mount Kalash. Basically, in the Jain scriptures, um, the first Jain, uh, or, or uh, uh, Kangra, which is kind of like a disciple, a or more a teacher, instructor of Jainism, uh, named Rishabhadeva, uh, attained a moksha, which is their version of like this overarching idea of nirvana. It's basically their liberation from the cycle of life and death. Finding their highest point of spirituality and mm. and their understanding of life and everything. Yeah, that's Buddhist. Um, so as this like epicenter for where that came from, kind of gave it its idea that this was one of the closest places to heaven and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so, just lots of shrines were builted, builted, built. Oh, good lord! Builted. I'm falling apart. Um, <laughs> uh huh. Uh, so yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I can go into my topic that's almost the same thing. <laughs> uh, the Mount... It's also another... The reason I put it in there is because it's also another, like, traditional axis bundi. Uh, different from my other topics, or other things, um, which I already mentioned to you earlier. Uh, the, since it's like that mountain, like you mentioned as well. But, uh, Maru, same mountain. Yeah, it is the same mountain, apparently. If you go to the Wikipedia page for Mount Kailash, and you go to In Buddhism, uh, you can find... Where is it? Where'd you go? Maybe it's not on there. <laughs> Where was it? Oh, well, I found Mount Maru somehow. I don't remember. It's not showing up anymore. Oh, well. I'll just talk about Mount Maru. <laughs> Where is it, though, actually? Let me just go back to that page then, really quick. Uh, Dude, these ghost iPads we have our research on suck yeah. sometimes. Yeah, they really do. Mount Maru. Buddhism. Um, so, apparently it's also called Sumaru in Sanskrit. Okay. Um, and it's part of like a... I think the, the concept goes back to Hindu cosmology, because uh, I found that some Buddhists don't care so much for Mount Maru anymore, like it's not important to them in terms of like the Buddhist faith. I don't know if you call it faith or not, but... I think you would. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it falls into like early Indian ideas of how the world was structured and worked in their mythology. Um, and some of the, like like I mentioned, some of them have defended the, or well, some of them don't care about this too much, but some have defended it uh, as like foundational to Buddhism because it comes from, uh, or like it, Buddhism formed from Hinduism mm -hmm. to an extent uh, as like the cycle. Buddhism was kind of like the idea of how to get out of the cycle of reincarnation from Hinduism. Mm -hmm. 
because in Hinduism I don't know if there's necessarily a way out. I don't know much about Hinduism. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, I haven't studied those in a while. Yeah. You remember the reincarnation stuff. Yes. Stuff. You still get reincarnated in Buddhism until you can achieve nirvana, like you were talking about. Um, but others in, who are Buddhists claim that it's inconsequential and doesn't really change anything about Buddhism. Um, but like what the cosmology states is that the world is like a flat ocean, apparently. Originally it said a flat earth, but it's like more, cor- more correctly it's a flat ocean. Okay. And then uh, there's a ring of land, or not a ring, but it's, it's like a disk of land on this ocean that's ringed by mountains. And then there's this mountain at the center of it, which connects it to heaven, I suppose. Or whatever term they would use. Uh, supposedly the real-life mountain is the one he mentioned, Kailash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's on this page. I found that somewhere. I think... This just takes me to the generic page for Mount Maru. What the hell? What, what is this? It's a good thing we can say that on the air. Because <laughs> I didn't know that before. Yeah, I can't find that anymore. Where did I get that? That they're the same mountain? Yeah. I don't know. I am... I have no idea. Oh, well. Either way. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's basically it for it's that. It's somewhere. <laughs> it is somewhere. Um, I wanted to look at... Because uh, that's when I mentioned that. Because apparently it is the same mountain, but I can't find that anymore. I swear it was, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, I found in Bon, which is apparently a traditional religion in Tibet, it's, um, it's called the Nine-Story Swastika Mountain. Because the swastika was a, originally originally a symbol from, yeah. uh, I think specifically Buddhism, mm-hmm. but it might be in other Asian religions as well. Uh, but it was like a symbol of peace, which is exactly yeah. why it was adopted by the Nazis because yeah. they wanted it's to trick people. Support. Which is also why they called themselves the National Socialist Party because they wanted to trick people. Because those are two opposite things. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, because it was called Surya, or the Sun, prosperity mm. and good luck. What, the swastika? Yeah, uh, they actually had two different facing directions for it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was facing counter, it was moving clockwise with the dashes. Yeah. Um, that was symbolizing Surya, oh, which no. is the sun, prosperity and good luck. Mm-hmm. It was left facing or counterclockwise. It was the, the saw wastika, oh. symbolizing night and yeah. tantric aspects. Okay. I want to clarify that the, the Nazi swastika specifically is. Uh, not shaped the same way as any other swastika. It's like uh, so. All the Asian swastikas are like squares, almost, right. and they're flat. Strange. And then the other ones are like, oh, the, the Nazi ones, almost like a diamond. It's tilted. It's tilted onto like one of its corners. Yeah. And yeah. That's the difference, basically. Big, big difference. Yeah. Uh, do you have another topic, or do you want me to go into one of my others? Oh, well, uh, what actually, time are we, we at? are at 40 right now, so we need to take another break. <laughs> yeah. We need to keep the... the what, Ooh, what that was a lot say? of work. The rails. Since the last break. What do we, what do we say? <laughs> we, we keep the rails 
uh, greased or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and the, rails. and the, the the ghost call. The ghost call. The goal. The goal. Yeah. The, the goal. goal. Yeah. The gabagool. The gabagool. The gabagool. Anyway. Not to be confused with the with the ghoul. It's the ghoul. Yep. Okay. So we will be. Right it's all about back. the throat. Yeah. Right. We yeah. will be right back. <laughs> Did you know that KUR, Kutztown University's award-winning radio station, is on Spotify? We offer an incredible sampling of some of our best talk, informational, and educational programming as podcasts on the service. Find KUR's podcast page on Spotify by typing in the words Kutztown University Radio or Kutztown University into the Spotify search bar. This is KUR. The radio voice of Kutztown University. Programming on KUR provided in part by the students of Kutztown University Radio. Checking campus headlines. Founding member of the Newgrass Revival in 1971, Sam Bush was a forerunner of the Newgrass genre that took traditional bluegrass and turned it into an electrified alternative with long jams and rock and roll songs. The Sam Bush Band will take the stage as part of KU Presents, 7.30 p.m. Wednesday, October 5th, at Kutztown University's Schaefer Auditorium. With the new grass revival, Bush released chart-climbing singles, won three Grammy Awards, and was the backing band for Leon Russell. He went on to collaborate with artists including Emmylou Harris's Nash Ramblers, Lyle Lovett, and Bella Fleck before going solo. Best known as mandolin virtuoso, but master of fiddle and guitar, Bush was awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award for Instrumentalist by the Americana Music Association in 2009. Tickets are $42.36 for students and seniors and can be purchased at kutztownpresents.org or by calling the KU Presents office at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tuesday through Thursday at 610-683-4092. Once again, www.kutztownpresents.org or 610-683-4092. You can come early for a bluegrass jam on Schaefer Front Lawn led by Burke's Fiddle Fest starting at 6.30. The jam is free and open to the public. Established to be the center of cultural life at KU, KU Presents serves the campus and community by bringing world-class live arts that entertain, educate, and enrich. We check news hourly on KUR. The radio voice of Goodstown University. Check Welcome back to Paranormal Okay. Sorry. Hey, yes. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. You want to talk about? That's a classic. We just finished talking about Mount Maru. Yes. Let me make sure this is surprisingly loud. It's so loud in my ears. I can tell you that much. Um. Yes. So moving on to my next topic on Axis Monday, um, I wanted to talk about ley lines. So what ley lines are, are this alignment between historical structures and landmarks developing straight and most notably intersecting in some cases. What about the ley lines uh, these, between the uh, um, outbacks? I'm sorry? <laughs> there was lines connected between the outbacks that uh, made like pentagrams, I think? Really? At like Outback yeah. Steakhouse? Yeah, yeah. There's That's what you're them. talking about? <laughs> That's what I was talking about earlier, yeah. There's Outback Steakhouses that uh, they 
there's only a few of them. Some of them don't do this. They don't work this. Yeah, like have on my you hit the die. They're in America. Satanic Outback's amazing. Satanic Outback. Yeah, you're right. There's no Australian people in Outback. Nah. <laughs> Who was that? Was that um, Jackie Kennedy's ghost? It's the ghost, <laughs> it's the ghost of the sun. We, I forgot that we share a box. Yeah. According to Abby. Yes. And our daughter. Yes. Jesus. She wanted us to go back to the box to get the uh, inheritance. <laughs> it's I think I would have gone to Zavetti anyways though. <laughs> or uh, JFK Jr. Right, right. I might have gone to her now though. Whatever's left over. Maybe. So yeah. She's the only she probably one. Probably has it. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just. Continue with Leyline. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over here. Like okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so this idea was part of the uh, what's called the Earth Mysteries Movement, which started in the early 20th century of Europe. Um, you can unapologetically think of it as the beginning of the ancient aliens conspiracy diehard following we see grow more and more nowadays. Uh, though far more politically charged today, the message and faith is still really the same. Um, the world has many mysterious wonders and landmarks, you know, these unexplainable features that many flock to with ideas of uh, mysticism, precursor races, and the fear of future events. Um, ley lines are kind of like a crossing between these marks of interest and are believed to have random impossible effects on many things. Uh, the idea of the topographical intersection of lines uh, that can be traced on a map uh, was devised by English antiquarian Alfred Watkins within his novel The Old Straight Track, which was published back in the 1920s. Uh, he believed the lines were ancient English trade routes that traced these lines between significant landmarks. However, most evidence that he had found was unfortunately very arbitrary in pseudo-archaeology, as it was considered by the actual scientific uh, community at the time. Uh, and of course, the, the biggest issue with this is most of the landmarks are discovered at very different times with significant gaps between the discovery. So it's really hard to tell that they were like really making a specific point if you look at it chronologically. Um, significant things that take place along these lines are, uh, you know, changes to the environment, whether it be ecological, topographical, is usually taken into account. Ranges of mountains and significant trails along these lines. Uh, there's even like oases and places of life in otherwise arid areas and climates. Um, one notable one is the St. Michael's Ley Line, which if you look at a map visually for it, there actually is a very particularly straight line that's drawn from starting in Ireland at uh, Skellig Michael, mm -hmm. the first mountain along this line, crossing, literally crossing four large bodies of water, and there still is a significant point. Um, there's St. Michael's Mount in the bottom of Great Britain. There's Mont St. Michael in France, Sacra di San Michele um, at the top of uh, Italy, Santuario di San Michele in the middle of Italy, and then over in Greece, Santo Monstero di Ta Holy cow, I did not read that ahead before I tried it. Uh, <laughs> Santo Monastero di Taziarchi Macali. Mm -hmm. And then ending in Israel with Monastero Stella Maris del Monte Carmelo. And all these draw a perfect, a near perfect line, you know, based on the idea of a flat map. Because if anybody has done that, um, what's that website called? 
guess. Where it's like the true scale oh. of the world, where you can drag a I don't know state the name of the or website, but yeah, a country. Because like the looking at a flat map, it's greatly disproportionate actually like how big parts of the world are in comparison. But if you looked at a perfect flat map of Europe, you would see that line be perfectly drawn drawn across it. Are these like that is the the real life version of uh, you know Minecraft uh, biome lines <laughs> where the biomes end in Minecraft? Yeah, it's when you turn your graphical settings down so <laughs> yeah, that biomes don't okay. blend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just straight squares of color. <laughs> right. yeah, they, um, the pyramids of Giza are on a ley line, too. Oh. Yes, so yes, they are. I think they were... Someone thinks that... or uh, there's a, Supposedly they met... They were supposed to, like, mark stars or something? Yeah, they do. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's the, I, I've only known I know the, history stuff. I know the other thing about Egypt, at least... Uh, they wonder how like they they cut those stones, but it was probably they just used water from the Nile when it used to curve around there because yeah. they shifted, and it's easier to shift through a desert than it is like normal dirt yeah. soil. Anyway, continue with ley lines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Um, or, if, or if you have when I, when I made the anecdote to the idea that it's like the modern day ancient aliens conspiracists. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, a lot of examples I won't even like sniff the surface of when it comes to like movie theaters and churches drawing ley lines in America. Just so many stupid ideas. Like there's, there's stories about specific chains of restaurants going out of business because two greater McDonald's were building a ley line across a town or something like that. So there's just, it's just, it's when it's so modern, they just take it into these kind of contests that I find really, really funny. But um. Um, and there's also superstitious beliefs of being laid on ley lines. There's effects on you spiritually. There's supernatural presences are increased. Gates to hell. Um, I think there's a thing even about increases in, in fertility and other mystical changes, you know? Yeah. I think there's a thing about saying? that in Sims 4. There's <laughs> yes. the, the, the ley line. Hello. Thank you for listening to the voice of Kutztown University Radio, KUR. We'll be right back to Paranormal Express shortly, but first... Attention KU students! Have you heard about KU Bears grant funding? The purpose of the KU Bears program is to support faculty-student research pairs over the summer. The goals are for undergraduate students to develop the necessary skills to become student researchers and to provide faculty members with paid student research assistance. Undergraduate students selected for the program will receive summer pay for research tasks assigned by a faculty supervisor. By assisting faculty members in their research, students selected for the program will obtain the knowledge and skills necessary for conducting advanced research in their field. To apply and learn more about the KU Bears grant funding, please visit www.kutztown.edu UGRC and look under grants and sponsored projects. This message of community interest brought to There's, there's ley lines, and then there's dark ley lines for vampires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I like, I, I remember the first that. time I heard of ley lines, I was watching an episode of Ghost Adventures, and they were, um, they were investigating a place in Portland, Oregon, and they were like, this place lands perfectly on the intersection of a ley line, and that means there's going to be great hotspot for paranormal activity. 
And that's kind of that idea. Unfortunately, there's not much of like. Oh. Forgot. I never. What's up? That, well, I can do that after. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> what? Never mind. Oh, nothing. Okay. It's nothing. <laughs> I just forgot I never did it. It's fine. Forgetting everything today. It's okay. But 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 it's just ley lines do provide like an amazing example of like how far you can take a coincidence, mm -hmm. like to yeah, the it's, absolute it's max. Like what we were talking about with the Warrens, and yeah. <laughs> like people's mysterious deaths and stuff, you know, at points in time that like makes like, sense. Even if you, if you do look believe at in it. that stuff, like the, the specific things he was talking about are absolutely coincidences. Yeah. There's like no, come on, come on. Apples and oranges are the yeah. same when you call them food, you know? That's just it very vague um, sure. <laughs> parallel to that, but yes. Okay. Do you have any more with ley lines or Nah, that's like that's a good bit. Okay, well I'll start with my my favorite goddess, Hecate. She literally is. Because I found out she's the patron of dogs. I found that really? out yeah, when doing the show. We talked about witches one episode and I talked about uh, Hecate. She's, you know, a witch. Right, yeah, that would make yeah, sense. That would Checks out, sense. yeah. She's also the patron of dogs, and I was like, yes, now she's I my favorite. That. Okay. And I have a bit on the show where I, I am technically being trained by her to become a god. <laughs> I don't remember how we made that up, or how I made that up. <laughs> okay. Oh, I wanted to talk about apotheosis. That was why. And uh, apotheosis is the uh, process of becoming a process a of becoming a god. Yeah. I knew that one. It happened to, uh, <laughs> happened to Caesar. Happened to Jesus, I believe. Yeah. Apparently, I'm distantly related to Caesar. Oh, Apparently. That's cool. I don't believe it. It's <laughs> but... also, by dictionary definition, the highest point of development in something. What is? Apotheosis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that. Well, yeah, because that's the, like, a it's god. like the apex. Is the apex of, of a being, at least in the, yes. in the idea. But yeah, uh, Hecate, because we only have a few minutes left. <laughs> she is, um,. So at least when it comes to um, an Axis Mundi or like a, a special sacred area, there's not like a specific area that she's like sacred to. She's like the guardian of like boundaries though, especially spiritual boundaries. And um, that comes into play with like crossroads. Um, specifically because there are sometimes shrines and she's like the three facing goddess. Because there's three of her for some reason. Um, I don't exactly know why there's three of her. But the, I, f I read that that was supposedly uh, traced back to uh, there used to be posts at like crossroads, three way crossroads that would have three masks on it. And then they would replace it or they would attribute that to Hecate. Um, trying to read some of what I wrote here because I think I just kind of copied a little section from Wikipedia. Um, yeah, she used to have these statues originally made by someone named Alchemenes, I believe. Um, they would have uh, various like iconography of her, uh, like serpents and daggers. Surprisingly, no dogs. I'm a bit upset about that. Yeah, um, me too. And they would have these statues at the... Uh, the original one was lost, the one made by Alchemenes. Uh, but then uh, other copies were made that were put at these uh, crossroads and stuff. Uh, just reading a little over this to make sure I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, here's where it talks about that. There's a quote from Ovid, though, that says, um, Look at Hecate standing guard at the crossroads, one face looking in each direction. 
because uh, she's the free-facing goddess. Uh, that was not the one I looked at. Is this about? No, this was about Hermes. I also have something about Hermes and his uh, connection with Crossroads, which I guess I can go over because I don't really have much else with Hecate. It's just—it's very simple. Uh, she just kind of is sacred to Crossroads in that way because of her depiction as a. Uh, well, yeah, that's for free-facing roads, but specifically with her, like, uh, being a guardian of boundaries and stuff like that. Specifically also, like, the boundary to uh, Hades. Yeah, that She has a big role in uh, the kidnapping of Persephone and stuff like that. Uh, but Hermes is a bit different. He... He has these boundaries called Herms, which are essentially the same thing, but it's just him, or usually his face. Uh, I'm not going to mention the other thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's also thing we talked about yeah, earlier. <laughs> but he's also worshipped at these um, statues, partial statues. Anyway, uh, they also have iconography. There's not many actual first account texts that talk about this, and I need to wrap this up very fast. Oh, we're going into this song now. Uh, anyway. That was a transition. Yeah. I need to uh, wrap this up very quickly. Let me turn that down a little bit. Um, basically, what this is, is uh, there's a Jewish account that talks about this, and that's about it. And I don't think I even have time to go over the quote, but it basically just talks about their existence. It's like one of the only uh, first-hand accounts talking about it. But yes, we can, uh, I think we have to end it now. All right. I have an outro for you. Anything to say really quick, Nick? Thank you, Linda, for joining us. Yeah, this was, this was very fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome back anytime. Ah, oh, thank you. you Let me work? know what your topics will be. Sure. <laughs> I'll do more research next time. I'll be prepared. Okay. We'll yeah. let you know in That'd advance. That'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs>